What's up, what's up, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to yet another week of this Can't Be Life podcast. I am your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on Instagram. The personal page is at Kay the Rebel and the podcast page is TCBL Podcasts for all um, inquiries, comments, um, maybe you would like to be a guest on the show, you can also uh, send an email to this can't single letter B, L-Y-F-E at gmail.com. Y'all know I never, ever, ever start off an episode without thanking those who listen um, weekly, who also are giving me feedback. Because I would say for the longest, I was like begging for feedback, but lately I've been getting it, and I think that it's awesome. Um, A lot of people uh, liked last week's episode, um, New Scars, Old Wounds. People said that they loved, you know, the transparency, and I just felt like, you know, episode 92 was definitely like me opening a new chapter for myself as a podcaster. Um, I mean, I think I have been... Um, on the honesty and transparency wave for all of the years I've done podcasting, but I don't think that I always, um, I would always speak in general, never so much giving off so much transparency that you knew that certain things were necessarily about me. But now I'm being open to the fact that these things or these stories or these topics that I'm coming up, they do resonate within me and I've lived it and gone through it and um, the tests are turning into testimonies pretty much that's that's what's happening up on this here thing um, another thing that I want to say since people have been listening to me when I request things is um, I definitely need some testosterone on this podcast you know I can't even remember the last time I had um, men on I think it could have been uh, my guys um, from the Pretty Authentic Conversation podcast. But since then, I haven't had any gentlemen, you know, approach the mic that can match my energy when it comes to, you know, being honest, being transparent, and willing to talk about almost anything. But um, tonight, um, I'm going to be digging beneath the surface again. And I am having a returning guest. The one and only Natasha, who was featured on episode 89, Vibes, Energy, and Self-Care. If you have not listened to that episode, you need to get into it. Like, seriously. So yeah, let them know, boo. Woo-hoo! I'm so happy to be here yet again, um, discussing a topic near and dear to me. So... This should be extremely interesting, um, very informative for some people. Hopefully you guys gain something from it, uh, dig a little deeper within yourself. Um, I don't think I mentioned this last time, but you guys can follow me on Instagram, full of jokes and laughs and petty memes. Um, so it is Witty Impress, W-I-T-T-Y-E-M-P-R-E-S-S 918. So you can find me there. And um, most definitely looking forward to uh, starting this podcast, starting this topic, and see where it leads us. Okay. Well, you know, every time we have a topic, I am always um, very honest about, like, what was my inspiration. Because y'all know that I struggle um, creating content, especially if it's supposed to just come off the top of the dome. My creative juices do not be flowing like they should be. However, um... I followed the So Shameless um, podcast, and they posted a video about um, a woman kind of giving her perspective, and it was more kind of like a, a, a dagger or so at women, and basically saying like, um, maybe sometimes we might ask for for too much, or it could be perceived as maybe sometimes the things that we're asking for um we're not even willing to reciprocate ourselves um so yeah i'm just gonna run this clip and uh get into it that's rich and a freak and got a great personality but it's low-key don't talk to nobody 
somebody, but it's a people person, but it's like y'all want all this shit. And girl, if you actually had to entertain that nigga nonstop by yourself, bitch, you'd be a circus monkey. The way you would have to suck dick on Tuesday, swing from the ceiling fan on Thursday, be a fucking stripper on Friday because the nigga like pole dancing on the weekends. Like the way you'd have to cook on Sunday, turn around on Monday and like, like y'all, y'all don't even know the half. And y'all be so quick to want a nigga to just lock in on you. Do you even have enough going on for you to be a person everything? Y'all need to be. Um, it was the last question for me. Do y'all even have enough going on to be a person's everything? And I was like, oh my God. Hmm. I had to think about that question um, from, f for myself. And um, I guess what made me want to talk about it is I, the delivery was a little, <laughs> was a little, uh, well, not even a little, it was fucking raw as hell. A little raunchy. Yeah, raunchy. But I definitely understood where she was coming from. And again, of course, when I first listened to it, I got slightly on the defense, but then I had to run it back again and get what it is that she was trying to do. Because the last thing I want to be is like one of these sensitive motherfuckers out here that's always thinking everything's a personal attack or getting triggered. So, yeah, once I listen, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, do I think that I have enough going on to be someone's everything? Absolutely. And <laughs> the thing is, though, here's the disclaimer to that, is that unfortunately... I feel that I end up in situations that will even if it's I don't care if I'm heavy on it like 100% that I think I have enough to bring to the table to be someone's everything but because I could go through something and then maybe there could be like the 7% that may make me doubt that and I just kind of want to explore that and just so many other angles to this 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 topic um, at hand and um, obviously Natasha was definitely in to, to talk about it and to be just as transparent as I want to be. And then I also ran this um, by someone else, um, one of my siblings, and she felt the answer to this to that woman that went on that rant's question was that it's not so much like we shouldn't be questioning like whether we're enough or not. Because there is something that's called, I guess, 10 gallon, like versus pint love. And she told me it was a theory that came from um, Bishop T.D. Jakes um, on one of his little seminars or something. And he had Oprah as a guest. And um, so I went to YouTube to check it out so I could see what it is that they were saying. And basically, he feels that. A lot of us 10 gallon people that we are our tanks or our, or our wholeness we we're at that 10 gallon but that many of us just seem to often get paired with individuals that have pints they don't have enough to to fill us up or to keep our our 10 gallon out of 10 gallon and um I don't think he was making excuses for them, but he's basically trying to say, like, the bottom line is somebody can't give you what they don't have. Mm. And sometimes it's not that they're not willing to give it to you. It's just they don't have it. They don't have the capacity to love, to show up, and be present as a 10-gallon person would be. And that also comes into play with being enough and knowing you're enough and when to walk away from a situation that is not serving you, not doing you any justice. Because if you are a 10 gallon person, that pint is never gonna be enough. It's, it's never gonna be enough because I'm pretty certain that you're going to give um, a massive amount of who you are and outpouring to that other person. But you're never going to feel enough you're, because they're not filling you up. So you're going to always be half empty. Um, and I can personally admit and be truthful that, yeah, I, that's something that was 
that's my testimony. Yeah, I testify here today that I've definitely um, been the 10-gallon person trying to have a person that's a pint as a, a partner. And um, I would definitely not recommend. It is, it is highly Heidi ghetto. ghetto. <laughs> highly ghetto. We're just I'm, trying to make light of it, it here. This, I, is, this is not shade. It is highly ghetto. It's... You, yeah. you you do it's it's just like what Natasha was just talking about how you're just drained, you're constantly your cup runneth over for real for real okay, yeah like it's just like okay, all right like when when have I had enough of not getting, getting enough, enough okay to, and then you have yes, to make the decision yes. to 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 be out and that's exactly um what I chose to do. But there's so many people that struggle with that. And, um, you know, hopefully they do realize that, you know, it's kind of like riding in the car, how they do the test driving at the factories. And they take, you know, they have the brick wall and how they crash the car into it, you know, every day to see, like, what's going to happen. But essentially there's a crash every day and you hit a brick wall. That's exactly what it's like having a partner like that honestly going nowhere fast you know it's just like they they don't if you're a 10 gallon person and they are a pint they do not they do not cannot and will not reciprocate the same no they're just not not you are putting yourself through mental and emotional abuse trying to you know believe that whomever this person might be that they're going to decide one day i'm going to give a little more they can't give you a little more because they don't have any more to give they they do not understand reciprocation you know and sometimes these same people might not even know their love language or they don't even pay attention to your love language so you know majority of the time your love language is is really going to draw um, a big, uh, 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 what is it, what is it, what is it, um, what's that word? Um, it's going to draw, it's going to draw like a big, big diaphragm of who you are, mm. okay, to the person that you're with. And it's, and I always say to somebody, if, whoever I'm dealing with, if you are not aware of how to deal with me, always revert back to my love language. If you're uncertain of, mm. of what I need or how you can make me happy I always tell you revert back to the love language. I'm gonna I'm gonna always point you in the direction of revert back to my love language because it's like if you're not aware of how I need to be cared for or how I need to uh, be shown that hey you're in this and I need to feel that you know I am wanted, needed, loved, desired, whatever it is, revert back to the playbook, homie. Revert back. You know, so that that doesn't even that doesn't go for romantic relationships. It also goes with friendships, you know, and um, whether it be you know friends family and family too, like, members. Yeah, exactly. T.D. Jakes and Oprah did did talk about the family. Yeah, that 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 uh, the pint and the gallon uh, analogy definitely applies to those areas as well. And um, T.D. Jakes um, also was saying on the clip that I have watched that. Um, I think like the the biggest issue or or struggle that 10 gallon people have when they choose to be in communication and relationship or whatever they're trying to do with a pint person is that they struggle with their ideal, you know, image of what they think love should be versus the reality of their situation so it's kind of like 10 gallon people you know we're we're filled up we got all these qualities like okay we've got the honesty we've got the loyalty i'm gonna have i'm gonna have your back i'm gonna be supportive um you know you can always count on me whatever but then the pint person they're, they're not they're, they're not matching that same energy and that is going to be your reality it doesn't matter and I guess another I mean he didn't really elaborate but I think what resonated in me at that time was that um and I think me and you talked about this when we were away last weekend and I was asking like all those questions like 
it was kind of like me having just a moment of being in my feelings. But I remember I asked you those questions like, what the fuck have I ever got for being so fucking real to somebody? Yeah. What have I ever got for being honest all the time? What have I ever got in return for being so loyal? And sometimes I just was thinking, I ain't never got shit in return. Like, honestly. And then you then struggle with, which is what we're talking about with this whole episode about, you know, that question of being of being enough. So it's like, okay, I gave some of the biggest principles, biggest values, you know, things that people fucking die over, like principles and shit like that. And just to think that that shit's not reciprocated, not appreciated, and that things of that magnitude were like devalued to, to the other individual. And you're just looking like, Okay, is is am I am I deaf, dumb, and dizzy? Because I know y'all hear me say that at point here. Like, or is this this person deaf, dumb, and dizzy? Like, which one is it? So you just you struggle with it. So it's like what I said at the beginning of this episode. Like, yeah, you could have your days where you answer the the question that the that the woman was answering at the end of her rant. You you feel bossy. Like, yeah, I am. I am somebody's everything. But then when somebody fucking play you out or try to um, treat you like you you are less than, you just be kind of confused. Like, wait, you know, is this is this my ideal versus versus my reality? Like what like what are you talking about? Like, okay, so maybe is that who I view myself as from an ideal or is that really, really who I am? And I'm, one thing I do know for certain is that that is the reality of me those those qualities I definitely do possess like I thrive off of being you know solid and not folding when shit gets rough or whatever you know I'm down to weather you know all the storms you know heavy on the new edition <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes I can stand the motherfucking rain okay period but um yeah and um they and I think another question he said that some of us have to start doing early on um, with from the relationship aspect when we're talking about the 10-gallon and the, the pint analogy is that you need to ask somebody, can you love me on my level? Mm-hmm. Okay? And I was like, woo, that question, that's so damn heavy that if I ask somebody that, I'm, I'm scared for them about what the response is going to be because, jeez. Yeah, what do you say to that? That's a that's a big question, okay? Can you? I always feel if you're not aware, like again, if I understand that everybody isn't going to be ten gallons. I understand that, you know, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to settle for y- y- your pint size. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't want it. Um, so therefore, I'm I've had an experience where, you know, I've had to say to somebody, "Listen, I'm coming in at the top." You're not coming in at the highest level that I'm coming in at, and that's fine. However, I'm giving you time to understand that, hey, this is how I operate, okay, and this is how I need to be loved. This is how I need, you know, whatever it is. So I'm going to give you the time because it's like, hey, you might not be accustomed, but if you're going to deal with me, you better get accustomed to it. Because Pronto. you um, you get it, you got accustomed quick to all the goodities and niceties that come. <laughs> we make up our own words up on here, okay? <laughs> well, you know, my grandmother used to say that. She's like, yeah. she's like you want, she's like, like, well, you want all the goodities and niceties that comes along with being with me. But what am I getting from you? Hmm. What am I getting from you? Are you filling me up? Now, granted, you know, I can hydrate myself. However, there are going to be days where, you know, I'm a little dehydrated. I need to be refilled, you know, and, and it is exhausting being who I am. Is it, it is exhausting. So to have somebody in my corner, whether it be a spouse, whether it be a best friend, whatever it is, that will come in at that high level and be like, you know what? I got you, boo. I got you, sis. Hi. Like, I am, I am at that level. You know what? Something. But it's like the moment that I see you're not trying, I'm giving you 90 days. And 90 days is being generous. I'm giving you grace. After that, I'm like, you know what? I'm all set because I'm not going to keep reiterating the same things to you. Because that is when I have to pull the I'm enough. And I'm not going to stoop down to your level because you don't know how to rise to the occasion. 
And it took me a very long time to get to that point. And don't get me wrong, from time to time, I like to wallow down there in them little low vibrations. It's a little fun. You know, I like to be a little toxic. <laughs> and and toxicity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like, put myself in my own know, shit. Everybody like a little toxic exactly. situation every now but and then. I pull myself out because it's like I know my worth. And, I, and I'm not going to sit here and play these games with you. Right. So therefore, it's like, you know what, I, I'm not going to allow you to use and abuse me. And, you know, like it's like my grandma would say, all the goodities and niceties, but you ain't coming to the table with nothing. Mm. Okay. So now um, we want to put a little bit, a twist on this whole 10-gallon versus pint analogy. And so, 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 so my soul sister, what do you think about people out here that really be thinking they 10 gallon people and they're really pints yeah and I think like one of a classic example that I can I can probably give is definitely um two like broken people or the like the bonded by trauma Trauma. type situations Mm -hmm. yep or people who are in um those rebound kind of relationships like Y'all both just maybe got out of something and then, you know, decided to dive into it yet together. There is no way in hell that y'all both going to be 10 gallons. And how? No. How? Did you even process what happened prior to y'all getting together with each other? And then y'all just so focused on each other at the moment. I just, I don't even understand how you could ever think that you're 10 gallons. But also another spin. What if you have 10-gallon people that need to be filled up by 10 pint size? Hmm? What about that? What about the people that, you know, that really even understand? What about the people that can't seem to get enough? They need to feel wanted, needed, desired from so many other people. And they, you know, they are over there with whole bunch of you know little 10 pint size people just to feel oh, adequate about the bit of yeah getting a little mm. bit of everything from everyone and those are the most dangerous people Definitely. because it's like they're never going to pour into themselves to be better right and they're not going to be able to pour into you to in anything any any positive way well you know what you can also f- flip that thing and reverse it too because maybe they 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 can be a 10 gallon person but who's to say that they don't got five gallons that maybe they put in independently and then the other five gallon like you said yeah mm-hmm. i guess it is being poured in by the pint the pint people yeah but i'm not i'm not even gonna sit here and drag pint people for filth sometimes they come they can come through clutch yeah at a certain time time because that's their all life. they know that's all they yes, know they, they come in and clutch and they will have something so appealing that works for you at that time in your life but then later on because maybe you are a 10 gallon person but you you want an eight gallon at that period in time in your life Mm -hmm. and that other two they brought you to that 10 with their little raggedy pints they came (laughs) along now i'm gonna say that i'm gonna testify today that i've been there before okay yeah, which is how, too, how, how it begins. Because I'm not going to sit up here and make it seem like, oh, 10-gallon people are going to be the, the victims of everything if pint-sized people come into their life and, and drain them and deplete them. No, because there was something that attracted you to that pint. And I've, I've, I've been there before where there was something about a pint that, that was attractive that did, did work for me at that time yeah. of my life. But as I always say, in any healthy relationship partners should be growing yeah it's just unfortunate when niggas grow apart right. as opposed to growing together. together and usually when you grow apart it's because one person is traveling down the normal growth spurt of evolving as an adult should while somebody else is probably struggling with that you know or, or some people are just stagnant stagnant that too you they're know, comfortable they're being extremely comfortable. comfortable or afraid of change very much so and i yes. feel that i i grew in as a as a person um as an adult in my last um serious relationship and sadly by me growing i realized i was 10 gallon and they were a pint mm. and as much as i wanted 
it to work, I knew that it couldn't because they were never able to give me all that I, I needed. Ooh, so I like the upgrade. So see, 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 we ain't all negative here. Because look at what she just said. Two pints can get together and somebody can do the work, as Yana Van Zandt says, and become the 10-gallon, but then you outgrow the pint and leave them at the pint. Yeah, and then, and then you know what's funny about situations like that? Since y'all both came together as pints, if you evolved into the 10-gallon person, yo, don't the pint be, like, mad? The pint be mad. Yeah. The, the, the pint will feel betrayed. The yes. pint will feel left behind. Mm-hmm. The pint will feel like you gave up on Speak them. Speak on it. However, it's like you have to choose you. Definitely. You, you have to choose you. Because let's be honest, if the shoes were reversed and that pint evolved, they would have left you behind still. So it's like true. you have it's to know true. when you are enough and when they aren't enough. And you have to realize, you know what? I'm all set. You know, I'm 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 choosing me and I'm gonna walk away peacefully from this situation because it's like, you know what, it's it's beneficial to your growth and who you are as a person. And it's like the only thing that you're doing is is hurting yourself. So no shade whatsoever, you know, to the pint people. Um, right. I love y'all, you know, y'all be there. Right. You know, for what y'all good at. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, but sometimes it's not enough. No. No, definitely not. Um, next, we were going to talk about, like, how, um, you know, getting away from the whole T.D. Jenks 10-gallon uh, pint analogy. And just wanted to start talking about, like, okay, as adults, there's a lot of people that can struggle or go back and forth with the question of, of am I, I enough? And we're going to be completely honest that when we're talking about people being enough, we're thinking of it applying to, like, your relationships, romantic ones, friendships, and and even family ones. We're not going to get into are you enough, like, with your career or something, because that that, that just, that's not what type of time we're on today. But, um, you know, uh, before we started our recording, that was actually Natasha's idea to talk about the whole childhood piece, like, were you enough as a child or like and and how did you know that and um i would say for me how i would answer that is that i would say that i felt that i was enough as a child and that was because i um came up with my um love languages kind of brought to me on a silver platter so i didn't really know much about love languages I would say till about like three years ago when I went to therapy and the therapist uh, suggested that I read the the five love languages books so then when you know my primary love language is quality time and then my second one was um words of affirmation now I can honestly say that um I didn't have one of those situations where um mom or dad worked a lot and they weren't there and let me just say, if there were times that either parent was absent, there was always a grandmother. That's the next best thing to your pe- You know, so quality time, like, I always felt like I was a priority. And I was. Um, you know, I always got the time. And then as far as words of affirmations, oh, my gosh, I always got all types of them um, all the time. And I think that those things got me through um, as a kid. You know, it helped to to basically build up this level of confidence. However, um, reality suckings basically uh, stepped in for me when I had to go and navigate through the real world and find out that that this good in me or these qualities that they're bigging me up on, other people don't give a fuck about. And I think that has contributed to me sometimes being a little bit sensitive. You know, like, what's your problem? And I just think that um, me having that or whatever, as a therapist says, sometimes um, annoys other people. Like, well, who the hell do you think you are? Like, oh, yeah, so, oh, your mom told you, oh, you can do it. And, you know, you're so good at this. Or maybe you're so cute or you're so pretty. And, oh, um. You can do anything. You can be anything that you want to and and do this. And 
stand up for yourself and you can come and talk to me about everything and she's like yeah some people just don't want to hear that because it basically feels like you're silver it appears that you were silver spoon fed and when somebody didn't get any of those things and they got little scrappings they just they don't like that um and that's what she used to say and it's funny because when i just started thinking about everything from my past it kind of made made a lot of uh, sense and um maybe because those love languages were instilled heavy in me then that yeah now i'm instantly annoyed if somebody ain't speaking my damn love language <laughs> I fuck, I'm, I'm aggravated i don't like it like i'll give an example of something that happened recently Ooh. like probably about a week or two ago and so i'm like oh you know I saw that you recently listened to my podcast. I was like, you didn't give me any feedback. And so then the person was like, I don't need to. You got this in the bag. You've been doing that for years. I don't need to give you no feedback. You know what you're doing. You got this. And so somebody else might perceive that as that's a compliment, meaning like you don't need my feedback because, okay, you should. It's, it's all right. You're doing all right. You've been doing this for years. You already, you know, worked your way up. You build your shit from the ground up. You don't need confirmation from nobody. But I was annoyed by that. I was like, no, 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 no. So you basically are denying me words of affirmation right now. Pretty much. Oh, okay, okay. I don't like that. Yes, was, it was a problem for me. Was this a pint-sized person? Was this? See, was I can't. <laughs> I don't know if this person was a pint-sized person, but it aggravated me. I didn't let them know that it aggravated me because I'm not. I'm not one of those type of people. I'm not gonna be in my feelings, but it did bother me. Like, oh, okay, you know, like how dare you, like. Where the fuck is the affirmations at? Can you Fool. can you elaborate just a little bit? And <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, like that's not enough. You know, I'm not feeling real ten gallonish out out this bitch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so yes, I yeah I only knew I was enough because somebody else was saying it and it was making it seem like it was this was it, you know. Um, but yeah, but then as I got older, I would say. The way other people treated me, like as if I wasn't royalty, made me have me thinking like, <laughs> okay, what is happening here? Like, y'all, you treating me like this? Do you know where I, and it's so funny because I ask people these questions when I'm in conflict with them <laughs> and I don't think they know what it means, but I ask two questions. It's either one or the other. I'll ask people, do you know who the fuck I am? And, and that's exactly, that's, that's the arrogance about like, yeah, like I was treated like royalty and like you're giving me peasant vibes right now. And you know, do you know, do you understand? Like, how dare you? Yeah, I'll just ask them like, yeah, do you know who the, who the, yeah, who the fuck, who the fuck I am? And what's the other one that I usually say? Like, um, you must, oh, you must not have any idea. Yeah, yeah, like. Who the fuck I am? You're crazy right now. Like, okay, clearly you don't know, and you got me fucked up. <laughs> and, I, and I mean it. Like, I know that that's just, like, something we say, but I really do feel like people got me fucked up. If they are treating me less than what was, what what I was accustomed to, yes, in my childhood. Absolutely. I'm going to say that. Now, question for you. Do you feel that by tr being treated as such it was a disservice to you some days yes because i guess i had this image that that's how you should be treated and that's mm -hmm. how the world's supposed to work mm -hmm. like it's kind of like heavy on like my family's heavy on the golden rule you know treat others how you want to be treated and i don't understand why i really thought the world worked like that mm -hmm. yeah they definitely low-key set me up for failure and i had to <laughs> learn the hard way okay the hard way first i would say if i had to think of like middle school through high school and then maybe and maybe like yeah late late teens and then up until maybe like 21 mainly friendships were lacking and then probably 22 to present it started with the relationships i would say yeah that I was set up for failure by having that ideology like, okay, this is like, this is how it's supposed to work. People need to be doing this. You're good to people. They're going to be good right back to you. Yeah, in my family, not in the world. There is no such thing at all. And so I think what it is is that um, 
for me, I'm just trying to make sure my children know that it don't work like that. Especially my daughter. I mean, the four-year-old, he can think everything is uh, unicorns and rainbows if he likes to. But um, but the 15-year-old, now she needs to know. She's going to get this work. She's going to know that people is out here being crazy. This is true. Um, now I would bring this side of the people who uh, didn't have the rainbows <laughs> and the unicorns. Um, I would say um, I, I got both. Um, I would say at times I didn't feel enough because of comments that were made by elders in the family and gotcha. people now, you know, they say, oh, you're breaking generational curses. These things are so heavy and people do not understand, you know, the, the older, older generations do not understand the power of words and what it does to children or even if they just aren't seeing it to you directly but you are overhearing what is said about you to you know other family members or things of that nature i would say as much as i would get encouragement sometimes there were more times where I would get negative reinforcements versus anything that was gotcha. positive. Um, some can agree, some can disagree, but it is my truth. Um, so, you know, in regards to not feeling enough because, hey, you might have been the darker sibling or not being enough because, hey, you grew up in a Hispanic, you know, household where, you know, at times males are favored or you might not feel enough because, hey, you were the overweight child, gotcha. you know. So, you know, not feeling enough because there was always a problem, you know, an issue with who you were, whether it be your appearance or whether it be, um, you know, not getting the, you know, the grades that they wanted you to get or whatever it was. But, you know, from the outside looking in, somebody would think hey oh my god you know they they have it so have it made and you know their you know their mom is always there or whatever it is but it's like i don't i i can't say the same you know i i can't say the same because sadly um people are so big on images this and be because they have an image they want to uphold um they they're they're gonna mask a lot of you know their negative traits you know True. and that is that played a big part in me not feeling enough because of wanting acceptance you know from gotcha. from these people growing up so it transferred over to these relationships and you know doing too much for the wrong person and being too much you know for the wrong person so doing too much and being too much for them it's it can be a little overbearing you know and wanting to feel accepted from this person or just in general hmm. so I had to take a step back and really think about who I am as a person and really learn self-love first in order for me to realize that hey I was enough and these people who weren't pouring into me as I pour into them were the issue. Ah. And when you choose you first and when you realize your self-worth, you are always going to be the bad guy in somebody's story because they're not accustomed to you choosing yourself first. They're accustomed to, you know, being able to gain certain things from you because you don't know your own worth you know so everything ties together from you know not being enough because hey you don't you're not feeling enough because hey you feel insecure you don't know your own worth you don't know how to love yourself so it's like the moment that you begin to work on those things that is the moment where you realize you are enough and you have to learn to separate yourself from those who aren't feeding you know feeding you what you need to be fed not giving you the plant food you know and um 
it gets a little rocky out there. It hurts. Mm. It, it it hurts, you know. But again, you have to go through these things in order to come out on top, you know. And um, I, I I would say that a lot of the things that I've gone through has made me the person that I am today. A lot of people like the person that I am today and the people that do not like the person that I am today were the problem. Mm. Oh, child. I noticed that when you were, we had a next question after this, which was going to be like, when, when did you start becoming enough, you know, for yourself? Or like, when did you come to that realization that you were enough? And you kind of answered your own question. Um, I think for me, I think me knowing that I guess I'm enough those are things that I didn't really know how to do independently probably till late 20s I'm going to be completely honest because me my being enough and my worth was equivalent to what I was told coming up you know certain things that they sometimes saw in me as I start getting older I didn't see them in myself um you know, and sometimes I would even um, start to like question, you know, some of those words of affirmations or things they were saying like, do y'all be only saying this because like I'm your daughter, I'm your granddaughter and you love me? Or you saying it because it's like, a, it's a reality. And then they would get offended like, wow, you really asking us that? Like, no, we're saying these things because we want you to be to be aware of them. And so that you're not, what I've been told um, is that, you know, that I'm not out there basically being a pint and trying to navigate through life to become a 10 gallon, but being filled up by other people. Mm -hmm. That you, you're already a 10 gallon because of exhibit A through G, basically. You know, like, you know. That's what it is. But I don't, I also think that a lot of the things that I went through, my family just wasn't really aware of. Maybe things that happened to me. And it was because I couldn't necessarily tell them like the depths of some of the heartbreaks or betrayals that I had. And that's because I come from such an overprotective circle of people that they're ready to be on go and to super save me the moment I'm in those situations and they become emotionally invested um and I'll be honest and say that they're definitely going to be biased and they're just gonna side with me at least 90% of the time and reason why they side with me is because it all goes back to the reasons I think I gave earlier in this episode about why I feel that I'm a 10 gallon person and that's because they know how they raised me and how I'm supposed to show up or ride for other people, be loyal and don't lie. You're never supposed to tell lies. You're supposed to be, you know, be be real, basically. Um, not change who you are to be around people. So they're basically like, well, she's applying all those tools we gave her. And then somebody's, you know, kind of not matching that energy or they're taking advantage of that or something. Oh, yeah, they're ready to blow people's heads off, you know. I mean, not literally, but, you know, so... Um, yeah, I think that um yeah, they've they've caused me to question, yeah, if I if I was was enough because of how other people treated me. That wasn't in alignment with mm -hmm. how they treat me. And I don't think that that's changed. I'm not even going to sit here and say that oh that was just some childhood shit. No, that applies today as someone who will be a 35-year-old woman on on Tuesday. Yes. That it still applies. Yes. And I don't know. Sometimes I struggle with am I supposed to break away from that? But I don't I don't I don't know how to. And it's kinda like what everybody keeps saying, like, nobody wanna talk about their childhood, but your childhood is so essential to the makings of you. Period. It is. And that is why if you go to a therapist, they are going to explore your childhood heavy and it is so relevant. Even though people don't want to go to go there, not want to visit there, it's so relevant into who we become as adults, who our kids become, you know. But um, yeah, I didn't really start knowing 
I guess that I was enough or the reasons that I yeah, that that I feel independently I'm enough till yeah, definitely late twenties. And how I was able to do that, I know you told you just talked about how you were able to do it. You know, me, it was really solitude. Um at the time that I was getting to know who I really was, was the time that I was able to realize that I was enough. And I had to, yeah, I didn't do that till I pick up and moved away and was living in another state where you don't have friends. You don't have anybody that you're dating and it's just you and your kid and you're just, you're figuring it all out. So yeah, that didn't happen to me till probably about 20, 26. Yeah, age 26, I would say. I know for myself, when I go into solitude, it's not pretty for some people. Because when I emerge from this seclusion, I've come to terms with a lot of things. I am analyzing situations and people. I I am dropping off the excess baggage that no longer serves me. Okay, and a lot of people, they're like, uh... She's in her house again. We haven't heard from her in a few weeks. What's going on? Whatever it is. And it's like, you know what? Before, I used to feel so bad about not wanting to be bothered. I'm like, well, well, I I have to make them feel better. Okay, even though I don't feel like talking to anybody, um, you know, I know that I need to be there for them or call them because I don't want them to be mad at me because they didn't hear from me. I don't give a fuck. You, you're, I don't care if you hear from me, you know, you don't hear from me for three, four days, a week, two weeks, whatever it is. It's like, you know what? I, I know that I need this. I, I know that I need to, you know, isolate myself because every time that I isolate myself, I come out um, a better person. And then it's like, you know what, I, I gain, I gain clarity of who I am even, even more. And I'm just saying, it's been ugly. It's been, it's been ugly for it, it, yeah, let me tell you something. It, doing the work is not pretty. Doing the work is not pretty. It is hurtful. It is ugly. But you know what? I take great pride and great satisfaction in actually doing the work. And, you know, I get a little petty. But, you know, I like being other people's karma. <laughs> I, I like being okay. other people's karma. Because it's like, you know what? Even if I can help them evolve in some way, shape, or form... Or help them rectify something or let them know that, hey, you're not enough at the moment. You might want to change a few things around. Or, hey, this is how you maneuver. You know, I I like that. I, I like being people's karma. They don't like it because, you know, I get on their nerve and it gets ugly. And I'm going to curse you out one or two times. However, it's essential, you know. And, again, it's always putting yourself first. So... What else you got going on over there? Um, something else that's kind of in alignment with this topic um, was um, something that um, was on Pinterest. And it said, um, my toxic trait is I hurt in silence and pray that someone loves me enough to notice I'm not myself. And um, that can go both ways. That that can either work in your favor and it can also hurt you as well because it's like i'm gonna have to agree with that if you're expecting a pint-sized person to come looking for you you're going to be hurt because you're going to realize they're not it you know so or you can if you can come to the revelation that hey this person is for me or you know what they care for me yeah because they notice exactly when off. i think like that's why i like sometimes they're like oh yeah my soul sister like okay i know if your energy has shifted someone to pick up on things like that you know shows they're paying attention that someone's actually choosing to be in tune with you yes i think choosing to be in, in tune with somebody is a choice it is um and some and all i gotta say is those people that that um if somebody has gone from if i could just i don't want to get off topic but it's just something that i feel like it's a little hidden gem that i want to throw in there real quick is that if you once probably got into a situation with somebody and you felt like they were in tune with you and they spoke their love languages and if they can flip 
that switch off so fast and all of a sudden did not notice and those little things about you and they don't speak your love language anymore. Oh, there's somebody else that is draining that from them, another source that's getting all that energy. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's necessarily infidelity. It could be friends. It could be family. There is, there is an interception and an infiltration in process. And you, you just watch that. Because if they flip that switch off and then think they're going to flip it back on again, you need to watch out for that too because that is... Definitely a form of narcissism and manipulation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Heavy on that. Mm. Heavy on that. Yeah, it's getting real ghetto out here. Yeah. Um, I guess to, um, since we're almost reaching our hour mark, to kind of end this episode off, we have kind of like a um, thing for anybody that's listening to this episode. And maybe you don't feel enough whether it's in your family, a friendship, you know, your relationship. Just know that, I mean, this is another Pinterest quote. Um, we don't recommend you go on Pinterest at night because you're going to be in your feelings with all the different little quotes they have on there. But at your absolute best, you still won't be good enough for the wrong person. At your worst, you'll still be worth it to the right person. I know it sounds cliche, but it's really the truth. It is. Yeah. It is. And um, Natasha talks about this all the time, about choosing yourself. And I guess if I could um, drop, you know, my final gem or K's, a word with K, as I call it, is that we all out here are trying to make decisions. And a lot of decisions, especially in adulting, some of our decisions um, are are left with uncertainties we don't know some of us has anxiety and we don't know whether we should take that leap or should you trust in faith or you know whatever it is but just know that when we out here gambling because i feel like everything is a gamble because nothing is certain and nothing is guaranteed and nothing is promised that if you are going to bet on anything it better be your motherfucking self and that's all i'm gonna say okay Choose you. Choose heavy. You. Heavy. I don't care if 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 choosing you it, it breaks you down. You're trying to carry it all on your back and you're falling down over. Get back up and still choose yourself, please. Choose yourself and create boundaries. When you create boundaries, you are stopping people from hurting you. And you're stopping um, yourself and self-sabotaging yourself. So it is okay to create boundaries. And again, those who will be upset at the fact that you are creating boundaries are the problem. And they are the ones that will be upset that they no longer have access to you because you decided to create those boundaries for yourself. So get it together. Get into it. Choose you first. Create boundaries. And self-love. So I know fun. that some somewhere that being enough peace is somewhere within you. You just got to be able to do the work and pull it out and just know that everybody is enough. Even those those pint people, because the pint people are enough for somebody. Just know that they ain't enough Not for me. For, for me. me. Yeah, exactly. You know. And I think that concludes everything. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, I wish you peace, love and light. And I'm out.